0: Hello, and welcome to the Guys Like Us Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Rashawn Copeland, who is an author, podcaster, and founder, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us Podcast. This is Tyler Brondike, your host, Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. So great to have you for another exciting episode today with Rashan. If you're new, what a great time to hop on! This episode was recorded uh, in the middle of September, and I- I'm really excited about this about this conversation today with Rashan. He is an author podcaster and founder. He's fresh off his latest book, Start Where You Are, How God Meets You in Your Mess, Loves You Through It, and Leads You Out of It. And so in this conversation today, we start where where you are, we start where Rashawn is, looking back at his story um, and just uh, how he he was living and found, um, found God and, and connected to a life of purpose. Um, Calling him out of the place he was and bringing him to a new place and a new identity in Christ, and so we we discuss some uh, some practical ways to to get um, into the Word, into your spiritual formation and just your your development in uh, in some daily practices and rhythms that you can find, um, as well as so much more. Uh, I know that you'll be encouraged in this conversation. Rashawn has um, just this this radiant joy. Um, that that you'll see, and so without further ado, here's my conversation, Sean. Thank you so much for joining me and the Guys Like Us podcast,
1: bro. Tyler, I'm pumped to be on the show. I've been waiting for this, bro. I know (laughs) we had a little hiccup last week, we're supposed to get together, but I'm so glad, so thankful God has brought us together again, my man. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know there's something, uh it's always tough to align schedules as, as it feels like things are changing day by day uh, in, in yeah. these times. So, um, And especially with you, kind of in this amazing, so it's the, right now we're recording on the 16th. I know your book um, launched early September. And yeah. so you are kind of fresh uh, off this launch, which is, I mean, just amazing. All the All the dedication and just kind of the... The passion that has gone into it can you just tell me a little bit about how how it's been going since the launch what have what have you been hearing from people um yeah. how's that how's it been
1: it's been exciting bro honestly you know it feels like it was sort of a build-up from you know last year early last year from when i started the book like right. really you know got the idea down and to finally come to fruition you yeah. know that idea became an item and now it's out in the hmm. world and you know, people are now, you know, responding to what God placed in my heart to write Hmm. about, uh, which was about his story. And then, Hmm. yeah, a lot of people are being impacted from what I've seen. It looks like it's going great. So Hmm. I'm excited to, you know, by the grace of God, man, Hmm. it's amazing. Hmm. It's fun times, but I can't say that I sometimes wonder like, Oh Lord, like, was this the good time to do this message and things like that and you know he's reminded me with all this stuff it was no greater time Rashawn. yeah you know to to speak up about the gospel everyone needs it so yeah
0: yeah amen and you're right i mean i just think that um and we'll kind of we'll come back to this later of kind of where people are right now and kind of why why i think this book is super important um but I want to talk a little bit more about your story. And so obviously this is a part of it is an outflow from your experience and how you've seen God working in your life. Um, and kind of that I love when I was reading through the book, some of the, the images that you put kind of of the change um, yeah. from from A to B, right? And so love loved looking at that. Can you tell me a little bit about, about where you were? The, the book is titled Start Where You Are. Um, and so just t- tell me about where you were in this, and um, a little bit about your faith journey and your walk with God, um,
1: Definitely. as well. Love it, Tyler. Well, you know, years ago, uh, I'm not. I'm so undeserving to be where I am now. Let me start by saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never see myself being uh, a Christian. Hmm. I never see myself being an author who writes about Jesus. You know, I never see myself, but God exceeds our expectation. He's so good. He's so hmm. loving, so kind. Uh, he pulled me out of that dark pit, that dark despair hmm. of wanting to live a life that was all about, you know, achievement and being a hedonist where I pursued my own passions mostly my whole life. And I started as a broken man, man, like, and I'm still broken every single day apart from Christ. But one thing that I know for sure is that it took several defining moments throughout my life for me to realize that uh, my pride was going to lead me to my own destruction. And, you know, one night specifically, one of the defining moments was when I was shot, gunned down, left for dead one night. And, you know, that was like an eye-opening mm-hmm. moment for me is that, you know, I need a savior because I was on the verge of truth, like death. I was looking death yeah. face to face, yeah. square in the face. And at that point, I was like, if I were to cross over into eternity right now, am I ready to meet my maker? Like, am I truly ready? Like, and I, I heard all the Pentecostal preachers, the Baptist preachers as I was growing up, because I was in sort of a, a, a religious home. And I say that's you know, emphasizing religious home because there was no relational aspect mm-hmm. to our, yeah. you know, walk with God. But, you know, uh, I heard the brimstone about the the fire, you know, in hell and things like that, Destru- destruction, you know, if you don't accept Christ in your life. And I know I didn't have Christ, but I'm so grateful that I seen the bigger picture was the mercy, the goodness, the love of God who was pursuing me the whole time, you know, amid the dark time whenever I was, Left for yeah. dead, man, yeah. on the cement, leaking, full of blood yeah. one night. Yeah. He found me there.
0: Wow, wow. I mean, incredibly powerful. And, and as you kind of read through this book, and um, yeah, I'm sure as people start to learn a little bit more about you, they'll they'll see kind of some of the places that you've been, in, but how you yeah. found deliverance and just found God in the midst of it, just waiting, yeah. kind of waiting for you to, to come back home. And so it's um, I, I wanted to ask you in... You know, I think there's some parts of our stories that are kind of, some of them we are, are these experience that, experiences that are fairly easy to talk about that might, for some people, might kind of seem like it's shocking. But then there's, I think there's other parts that are actually really hard for us to kind of bring back and kind of uncover. Was there, a, is there, kind of looking at your journey, what were some of, and as you were writing the book, is there some things that were really hard for you to kind of put from pen to paper some of these kind of these ideas into actual items?
1: Yeah, really good, bro. Really good question. So I would say some of the bigger things, like in Start Where You Are, hmm. that I talk into that I don't necessarily bring up at all. Like it was literally the first place I talked about it was in this book. Yeah. I didn't talk about it to my mom, my mom. crazy cousin, my wife, uh, and in uh, there were pieces and aspects I will share about it, but not the whole thing. And I share the okay. whole thing in the book. That's yeah. why I encourage people to to get it because I get really vulnerable on there. But yeah. Yeah. whenever um, it was a buddy of mine, you know, um, that I loved, he was a best friend of mine. His name was JC, hmm. and throughout this time, the stint of time where I was running, doing the yellow life, you know, get rich yeah. or die trying style of right. life, chasing right. my own dreams, pursuing all this stuff. I was out in L.A., and um, the least intrusive way for someone to reach out to you, my best friend did that. He was trying to reach out to me at a time of a desperate need. He was going through depression, about to commit suicide, Mm -hmm. and he reaches out through social media, which shouldn't be a big deal, right? And Mm -hmm. I would reply to him during these times, knowing that he was struggling, going through so much pain. I would respond to him with short little zingers, like, you know, maybe hey bro, um, I just hope you're encouraged today, don't give up, you know. I didn't know a lot about Christ, couldn't share him the gospel or anything. But what I would do is just, and then I would close, I would minimize the tab and I would go off. And I wasn't there to have an authentic, genuine conversation Mm -hmm. or really listen and hear his Mm -hmm. felt needs and things like Mm -hmm. that. I wasn't there for him. You know, with him going through so much trauma in his past, he was abused as a young boy. And I knew all this stuff, I knew parts of his story. He didn't tell anyone. His mom had had went off and left him, and she was in California, and doing her thing. And her, he just got out of foster care, so he was alone. Like he really yeah. felt alone in this season of his life. And I was that only guy who walked with him, like for several years, while mm-hmm. we we're athletes and friends. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, bro, he ends up taking his life mm-hmm. a couple of days after our last conversation on Facebook. And I remember just being in such a place where I was regretful. Uh, I was in a place Mm -hmm. of pain, man, and despair because of what I couldn't felt like I could have prevented him reaching out. You know, I could have prevented him from killing himself at that time. It felt like I could have been there. That friend who would just love him, meet him where he is. But needless to say, my selfishness uh, which I still carry to this day, but one thing I will and I can do is respond to the next person in pain. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I feel God is calling me to, and that was one of the painful things I had to open up about in the book. Like, I carried that for years yeah. until I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. The death, like, at my hands, it felt like so. But thankfully, God redeems us and write our story, rewrites our story, yeah. Yeah. um, in you know, those situations.
0: Wow, wow, it. I actually just got shivers kind of hearing that because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad. And it, it but it, I think it makes you contemplate a lot of the important and uh, big, bigger yeah. picture things in life. And so, um, wow. And I think right now a lot of people are struggling regardless of your, your, your Christian or not Christian uh, in their yeah. identity and just need a real recentering of, um, uh, of the goodness, the, the patience, the kindness, and the justice of God, and so many other sure. components. And so what, I, I guess, just, you know, especially now with the rise of anxiety and depression, um, people are, I think, just just tired, just mentally exhausted. Um, yeah. What kind of what, yeah, what encouragement do you have? Kind of what's been helpful in thinking through and processing um how to to recenter your identity in christ there
1: love that brother oh that is huge because you know one of the biggest things i'm trying to learn more and more as i mature spiritually is that it's oftentimes you know dealing with the pain and the sorrow and the darkness that we're constantly bombarded with throughout the day whether it's inner conflict or outward conflict a lot of times It has to do where we're in tune in our heart to, Mm. you know, if our hearts are set on this world and the things of this world, we're going to constantly be bombarded and heavy labor, not saying that we won't go through these things and we don't have to be down to earth, you know, head in the clouds, feet on the ground. But I'm just saying when we have our joy alone and eternal satisfactions, Mm. uh, that changes everything. And I will pray for someone right now, you know, that, our hope would be to pray over our own souls, but the souls of our children, mm. our family members, our loved ones, that we would set our hearts and minds on the things above. Like, literally, this stuff is going to pass away. So that's the greatest encouragement I can mm. get for anyone mm. going through whatever they're going yeah. through right now. Yeah. And I pray that's encouraging to them. But number number two, bro, I will say this. Yeah. And I think it's just so important. Paul emphasize on this while he was in that, that dark, dirty, cold jail cell uh no. in the book of Philippians where he was basically, think on these things, things that are pure, that are good, that are admirable, mm. that are praiseworthy, anything that is excellent, think on these things and the God of peace will be with you. Mm. Like right there, he tells us to go from filthy thinking to filtered thinking, like wow. really watching wow. our thoughts and our thought life and allowing the Lord to you know, really renew our minds according to His Word, rather than being consumed by the world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. encourage that. Yeah,
0: and thank you. That I think that's that's incredible. And, and I've been going through kind of daily looking at um, Ephesians, and I nice. think it's been super helpful. And just
1: Ooh.
0: knowing knowing that you are you are chosen by God, um, and that you are um, you are set apart—not kind of in the holy way, but you are
1: yeah. God's
0: child. And so. Yeah. You know, that comes with a lot of joy um, and future in future hope. Um, yeah. There is a hope that resurrection hope. And so, um, yeah, so I, I think what, what I wanted to you had mentioned uh, this kind of this encounter on social media that really did, um, cha- you know, kind of allow you to kind of pivot yourself and rethink.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I know you're active now on social media. Kind of what have been some of the benefits that you've been um, that you, through this platform? um i think that have been most valuable to you
1: um i think it always yeah. goes back to like i've seen i've spent time in israel like i've been to jerusalem a little bit like right when i came yeah. to christ i had this amazing opportunity to go to israel and you know what and i began to think about as i read scriptures while i was on the sea of galilee like yeah. how jesus met you know his disciples some of his disciples yeah. right there on the sea of galilee And I think about my life, like, that would have been so cool to meet Jesus there, right? But Mm. I remember, for me, it was totally different. I met Jesus right in my room in my darkest moment through a cell phone. like, And I began to think about, like, wow, how many more people, like, are dying desperate, looking for Jesus everywhere Mm -hmm. else, but, you know, aren't finding him? Mm -hmm. And... (sighs) I would, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel online, mm-hmm. you know, like Paul said, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. I need to preach it where they are, where the attention mm-hmm. is. And I wish I was there for my buddy when before mm-hmm. he committed suicide mm-hmm. uh, to share with him the good news. But for me that night, I was going to take my life and Christ met me in my dark moment. You know, I was in the same predicament my buddy was dealing with about a depression, had a mm-hmm. pistol in my mouth, I'm shaking, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I remember sweating profusely because I was just nervous about two things. Number one, again, if I were to pull the trigger and I were to die, or, you know, not to die, I would have to go through the same pain I had went through, you know, years ago when I was 17, shot down left for death. So I know the havoc a bullet has on a person, right? Mm-hmm. But number two, bro, Tyler, is that if I were to shoot myself and I You know, were to die, I was going to have to cross over to this omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-seeing God who's infinite in wisdom and knowledge and understanding, and he's loving. But also, he's holy and he's just. Am I ready to meet my maker? Like, And I was in between there, and I was wrestling Mm. with God. But I'm so thankful that God used a Christian girl from Baylor University, the only Christian girl uh, that I had followed on social media to post the post in my... Darkest Hour, that really revealed revealed the glory of God through scriptures. And it was, oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is. And nothing in all creation can separate us from this love in Christ Jesus. And I started weeping as I read it, bro. But he met me right there. And I I can't help but to share right where he met me Mm -hmm. at, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: Yeah, no, totally. I understand, yeah. And I mean, I think there have been people who have... Um, who have been prompted or have, you know, have sent me something. Um, and it's just, you know, it's made my day. It's been a word of encouragement or, or, or something um, yeah. through just, you know, through sharing something to me on Instagram or through whatever. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, some of these things have made my day. And so uh, I think there's definitely a lot of power totally in that. And yeah. I, I think it's, it's important. It's incredibly important. What, so in, in terms of, I actually love in the book here, so... I have it right out here in front of me.
1: Oh, cool, bro. Yeah. What, cool.
0: So I love how you say taking the next step um, at the end of each chapter. And so, like, you conclude each chapter with pausing and pondering um, and then pressing into prayer. And so it's yeah. this moment of, ref- sounds like, reflection um, yeah. and then it just activation almost. Um, yeah. Can you, yeah, what has been, I I would consider kind of this like a, just a spiritual reflection, a spiritual practice that you can incorporate into your life. Has there, have there been some spiritual practices or disciplines that you have, uh, that you would encourage that I think have been really helpful for you in your walk?
1: Definitely, definitely. One of the key things that's been super uh, helpful for me, uh, one is literally trying growing in this praying without ceasing thing you Hmm. know constantly uh living and leading my life you know from a place of prayer all the time like jesus was so intentional about a great while before day he would go off into a solitary place to pray but literally if you watch throughout the scriptures like he would constantly be communing with the father like throughout the day he would it wouldn't leave his lips you know and you know his connection the intimacy he had with his father and i think it's so important he he was like all oh, the things that i do you know this is I only say what this father tells me to say i only do what the father you know does and, mm-hmm. and i just think it's so important that we walk in step with the spirit and yeah. there's no greater way than praying but not only that staying nourished like I love what one guy says. Uh, I think it's Ray Comfort. I'm a, I'm a Ray Comfort fan because I'm an evangelist a bit, but uh, read before feed. Uh, uh, read before feed, uh, Bible before belly. Like, I love, not from a legalistic standpoint, right. but I love this idea of approaching every day, like, am I going to feed myself spiritually? And if not, am I ready to be starved in, you know? Yeah beat up by the world you know what i'm saying right inflated right. in a way because i think we need to be armed and ready as the people of god mm-hmm. who are called mm-hmm. to bring people closer to him we need to be ready yeah. for all you know the devices that come our way and yeah. there's no better place than praying reading the word of god and doing it actively yeah totally like, yeah.
0: That, that that's fantastic and i think right where you at least for me like right where I start every is is in the morning. And so the, having that first thing for me, it's, I try and, you know, I wake up and I try and, uh, you know, take a few hours without having my phone or a computer nearby. Um, and then once I, but once I'm, you know, once I turn my phone on, like I'll hop either into like a Bible app plan, um, or just like a, actually funny enough, John Eldridge, we were talking a little bit about um, the, 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 there's this one minute pause, and so just nice. taking a step back and and popping those on, and man, it's I think it's just it just starts you on the right path, and it, and you you lead from a place of abundance, and I, I think love that. and that's the same thing as prayer because you can only you can only give what you have, and so um, that
1: it, is so good if
0: you're not filling yourself every morning with the word um, and or are, are really as you said praying without ceasing then um there, there's just so much more that you can that can overflow so
1: love love that that is so good tyler yeah. and you know what real quick because i know there's someone out there probably listening to us and yeah. they're wondering what should i do when i don't feel like praying hmm. you know a lot of things times the, the things that keep me away from praying is one my unconfessed sin too hmm. in my life like Sometimes that, you know, really dampens my prayer life for me specifically. It may be something totally different for someone else. Yeah. But number two is when you pray, you know, and you're, after you're doing your reading, your scripture reading, start praying the scriptures that you're reading a bit. Like yeah. that is very helpful hmm. for, for for me and I'm sure many others. And, you know, began to think about the attributes of God and, you know, pray a prayer list, like write down like things yeah. you need to know Are you things that, you know, that are vulnerable and that are weak in your life that you need to cover in prayer? Because wherever we don't cover in prayer, it is vulnerable. Yeah. You know, so I I would just say those are some intentional things to do as well, brother. No,
0: I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think in that devotion time, I think, yeah, finding, uh, opening yourself up, kind of examining, confessing and and repenting in spaces that you that you need to be vulnerable to God about. And, I mean, he already knows them, but you, you, you need to let those go, um, and, and let God be, and just and kind of work through those as well. And yeah. so, um, absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, so I, I think kind of as we, uh, as we wrap up, I, I would love folks to get a copy and just to tune in to what you're doing, but, um. Just anything that we that we didn't cover that you'd like to share that you think might be important kind of based on the conversation or anything that you'd like to double down on?
1: Love it. Well, you know, again, the big idea, I think a lot of times um, in our walk with God, we feel like when we approach Him, we have to be perfect. Like we have to have it all together. And at the end of the day, yeah. uh, that couldn't be further than from the truth. Like yeah. Jesus is our perfection. You know, He was that substitute for us on the cross. Although we've been called as a believer, I'm speaking into, to mm. die to ourselves, like crucify ourselves, you know, so Christ will live in us. Yeah. There's still that aspect of like, you know, uh, why well, I gotta be perfect, like uh, legalism. So my prayer is that you would understand that, um, you know, God didn't come for the perfect version of you, but the version of you that you actually are, which is a, a broken you know sinful being that needs a savior and you know with, with that being said you can be, you will become a saint in him and he'll mm-hmm. you know continue to mature you and build you up in your most holy faith that you grow in him man so that's yeah. what my prayer would be that you'll understand your identity in him
0: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. hey well thank you so much i know i know i've been uh, i've been encouraged and um and i know that listeners uh, are going to value this conversation and um even if there's if there's a point or two that you can hold on to, I just I, I believe that, that you can run with that and that's gonna it's oh, gonna yeah. make a change um in, in your daily spiritual life and your walk with the Lord. And so can you um just tell us where we can find you uh and just to stay up to date with everything that you're doing and obviously the book as well.
1: Definitely. So uh you can guys can find me on anywhere, social media Rashawn Copeland and then yeah. uh, uh, go to Insta Well, actually you can go to any of my socials and get plugged with the book. But mm-hmm. it's start where you are, how God meets you in your mess, love you through it, and lead you out of yeah. it. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you all. All
0: right. Thank and you, Rashad. Yeah.
1: You the fan, bro. I appreciate your ministry, your yes. life, bro. That small is a million bucks. Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. It's a it's That's a it's seriously did. an honor. So thank you so much. Loved our time t- today and uh excited to connect again soon.
1: Awesome, bro.